all I gotta do is act naturally. Well, I'll bet you I'm gonna be a big star. Might win an Oscar, you can never tell. The movie's gonna make me a big star. Hello and welcome to me, the Bob Flukumalinde. Welcome to the Snail of Take two. Welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. I am Noel T. Man in the Sack. I can't even talk. Zane ain't making down to you and me this Sean week. You want to do, why don't you do the intro? You can't do any worse <laughs> no, than Noel just did. Noel, come back <laughs> to Go you. Go for it. <laughs> All right. Oh Welcome my gosh. to Meet Me at the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II, hanging out with Sean Spencer, Psychic Detective. It's, it's all of that chaos and that psychic energy that's messing me up. So, uh, man, Sean, uh, welcome. Uh, good, good to Thanks. Have you. I'm going to have to Google him. I, you yes, you stopped me this time. Great TV show, Psych. Great TV show. Oh, Psych. Okay, I know who you're talking yeah, about. Sean Spencer. I didn't watch it regularly, but I know who you're talking awesome. about. I did, it is Zane, right? I said Zane. <laughs> Zach? Zane. I did say Zane. Zeus? I don't know. Yeah, Zane Gray's back. Uh, Zane, Zane You've been survived. here before, right? I think so. <laughs> I don't know. Zane survived a wedding. I'm not sure. He survived a wedding we, recently. We both survived a wedding. Yeah, we did. It Congratulations. Was like, I wasn't the one getting married. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it was like 99 degrees outside. and It was 100 um, degrees in those suits. Yeah, and, and you know, but we do it for friends. We do we do things like that. We, we sacrifice for friends. You have so, to. So Christian Jessup. You don't want uh, to, but you have to. You have to. Christian Jessup, a, a former uh, co-host here, uh, he got was on here too. over the weekend. Yeah. So congratulations to Christian Jessup. I uh, hope things are going well in St. Lucia. Did I say that right? St. Lucia? You said St. Lucia. Lucia. St. Lucia. I was thinking he was going to Disney. That, that makes sense. That Disney World sense. sounds like a better package deal. Yeah. That would have made sense. I mean, why not? But but he didn't. He didn't do it. He I don't did. know how romantic Disney World is, though. It's probably hotter down there. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. Probably so. I, I, yeah, it's well, awful. Well, we are so. going to talk about Disney today. We're mm -hmm. going to talk about some coming-of-age films today, and we're also going to talk about a film that's been around for ages, or at least a story that's been around for ages. That would be uh, Aladdin. We're going to talk about Brightburn, and we're also going to talk about Booksmart and, uh, and maybe a few other things. Uh, this is maybe the movies. We talk movies every week. And uh, Tim Foster, back on the Tim Cam, he's the one that makes sure everything happens. We appreciate him. Well, he's married what, too. Oh, you got married. Hey, I'm glad you got married again. That's old, that's old news. Oh, it's old. You are married. You've been married. <laughs> he's just in a good mood. It's summer. It's yeah. warm outside. It's hot. too warm. It hasn't yeah. rained in like yeah. weeks. And, he's, and Elvis is still the, hanging out with him. The he downside about Tim in summer is he doesn't wear pants. <laughs> and he wears a Speedo to work every day. It makes for a long summer. Say that, say that. I don't want to watch. I don't want to It makes for a long summer, for me at least. That is Greg Tillman over there. The side camera one, uh, welcome back. Uh, we know you were out last week because you just didn't want to be here. I didn't want to be yeah, here. Yeah, I was not in a good mood. I had had, had some issues I had to contend yeah. with. And issues, so, they're, so they're not even I had more important things to do. <laughs> <laughs> As do most viewers. And, and, you, and you still have more important things to do, but yeah, uh, you yeah, found a way. No, this is a break. We appreciate it. I appreciate it. I know, appreciate yeah. it. Well, a lot to talk about, Zane. Uh, we're glad you're glad you're back. Glad and, you're back. Uh, congratulations on graduation, Thank which you. you had recently as well. You said, and we I, didn't think he could do it. No, no. Yeah. I know. I, I had more faith in him than you did. Because okay. I know no more. <laughs> <laughs> but Zane is going to be coming back some this summer mm -hmm. if he uh, wants to and is able Good. to find a place to stay. Of course I want to. Overnight. He's not staying with me, but I mean, he's welcome back on the show. <laughs> I don't well, like this attitude you're having well, here. Well, let's, let's dive in and talk movies because that is why we're here. Uh, let's talk about this movie, Aladdin, mm -hmm. uh, this, this film uh, based on a folktale story that first appeared 
in the early 1700s. Oh, oh wow. And, it was is it a, one of the Grimm's Tales? No, it was a, this, this French writer and German writer came, came upon this Syrian folklore tale, mm -hmm. and they translated it, and, but they had never found it written down anywhere. It was just kind of these oral stories mm -hmm. huh. that were told. Uh, throughout the years, there have been uh, you know, numerous adaptations into songs, into TV series, films, tons of films, and even uh, spinoffs of, of uh, storylines from TV shows. Uh, Disney uh, took this uh, to life in the early 1990s uh, mm -hmm. with Aladdin, with a musical version, uh, with Robin Williams uh, as the genie in the bottle with just some incredibly memorable songs. And, and here we are again with Disney coming back and doing it with a live action version, of course, with some CGI as well. Lots of uh, Will Smith uh, is the genie this time. Guy Ritchie directed. Uh, directed this, known for his, uh, his you know, great action films. Mm -hmm. uh, and here he is, uh, you know, taking this uh, story of this poor thief who gets a chance to become a prince. Mm -hmm. uh, that's basically the storyline, but the story is really much deeper than that, and we'll talk about what the story is really about. But Zane, uh, dive in with some of your thoughts on Aladdin. You've seen it twice. I've seen it twice. Uh, I was very iffy knowing Guy Ritchie's style, because yeah, I was really iffy on him doing the King Arthur movie that came out a couple years ago, and so, so I sat in and watched it. And you know, I typically check my preconceived notions with any movie that I see. And you honestly, check your baggage at the door. Yeah, absolutely. As everyone should, Greg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> What's the point of him? Um, no, I can leave know, again. Just like, <laughs> listen, it's my turn. <laughs> I. What? Or he can leave. <laughs> listen, my time to shine. <laughs> you know, I walked in Let's this movie it. kind of iffy, this guy Richie, not saying I can't, he's not a competent director, and honestly, seeing it twice, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Yeah. I think it's able to. Guy Ritchie's style didn't distract me in any way. I think it seamlessly blended in. Um, I think the musical notes are great. I think Mina Masout and Naomi Scott are terrific in this movie. And Will Smith, yeah. in all seriousness, I think was absolutely brilliant. Um, he didn't do a Robin Williams impression. Yeah, that, that would have to be a tough act. He, yeah. he did such a great job of doing something that I think can offer new generations a new genie while creating his own and not doing a Robin Williams and that's, knockoff. That's what I loved about it because it would be so easy to try to mimic yeah. What Williams mm -hmm. did as the genie, but Will Smith, as you said, he, he made it his own, mm -hmm. which really was tough, tough to do. But he he did it did it quite and well. And Mina Masad, I've never seen this guy ever. It kind of reminded me when I saw Daisy Ridley in the in Star Wars: Force Awakens. I had never seen her before, and he was really good. But Ni but Naomi Scott, I think, really knowing that she's an actual singer, yeah. um, she has a couple. She has one original song. I'm not going to give anything away, but it really truly floored me in terms of how how great her vocals can get in terms of how range it can get. Yeah, you, you'll, you'll find some songs from the original uh, films in this, mm -hmm. but you'll also find, I think, three original numbers yeah. uh, in this film, including one that you, uh, that you weren't going to go there, but I am because the song is going to be getting an Oscar nomination. You think it's so? It's called Speechless. Um, I think it's definitely going to uh, get an Oscar nomination because it speaks a lot to what's happening with the character and within the story and for this particular time. Sure. Uh, this generation that we're living in, I think the, the song speaks uh, volumes um, as well. So Sometimes I think that's going to get some, uh, some Oscar buzz. I'm giving it right now some Oscar buzz. Uh, I, I, I thought the movie was well acted. Mm -hmm. I thought the editing was great. Um, I thought the visuals were great. The visuals were wonderful. The production design, I mean, you felt like you were in the ancient Middle East. 
Um, and the villain was wonderful, this, this sorcerer who yeah, some, was bursting Some people were power. iffy on how, I can't, how do, I don't know how to pronounce that guy's name who played Jafar, but I liked what they did with him, with him in this movie, uh, kind of differing from how he was handled in the animated movie, but I really enjoyed just his arc in this yeah, movie. Yeah, there were some great uh, dance numbers and some great stunts in yep. this film as well. I, I was really, really uh, blown away, and, and again, I think Will Smith did a wonderful job. Uh, my one drawback to this, and really my only drawback to this, is it was too long. Mm -hmm. Two hours, eight minutes long, and uh, it was a little sluggish at the beginning, but you know, it was setting up a lot of stuff. Yep. Um, but that was my one drawback, and, and I think when you're trying to reach uh, young audiences, families as well, but especially the kids, uh, you, you've got to find a That's way to That's a do long this. time to keep a it's kid a long in time. a seat. Yeah, and, and uh, when I saw it, it was with an uh, audience full that had quite a few kids, mm -hmm. and some of them were just kind of, you could see they were getting worn out. Mm -hmm. They were getting worn down, and they kind of lost, lost their attention, but the parents were engrossed, and it really was just a beautiful musical. Mm -hmm. um, go ahead. So Guy Ritchie, I'm like you, not my first choice to do a Disney it wasn't, movie. Yeah, me, me too. So was there a big body count? I mean, he, he, <laughs> well, I don't. I mean, there, there, well. there, there, there is peril in action in this movie, but yeah. it's not as like Lock, Stock, or, or Snatch or the yeah. Sherlock Holmes yeah. movies. Or, but he uh, pulled, he pulled it off okay. Oh yeah, he did. He really did. Again, he wasn't. I mean, he's a very talented director, but he wasn't my first choice for him to do an Aladdin movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, they saw something. I mean, they saw something in him, and, and it worked. It, it paid off. The movie uh, made quite a bit yeah. uh, for for its debut weekend and uh, number one. I'm sorry. Was number, it one? number one. Yeah. Uh, when okay. Memorial Day, I think it's just over 111 yeah. million. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it did it did very well, and it will uh, it will have some longevity. Mm -hmm. It is one that's yep. worth multiple viewings. Yep. Um, a minus yeah. for me for uh, for Aladdin, the live action version. I will second that opinion as an A minus as well. Okay. Good deal. So Aladdin still in theaters. There's another film you and I got a chance to check out. Mm -hmm. This is kind of that what if film. Brightburn is the name of this film mm -hmm. uh, because it takes place in a place called Brightburn. Kansas. Is that a real place? I don't know if it's a real place or not. I did not. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got to get our R&D guy. Uh, Tim, would you uh, get, on, get on Google and check that out? Yeah, he's going to do that right now. <laughs> yeah, he's going he's to do that right he's, now. He's faking it. But here's the, it's an origin story of this, uh, this coming of age boy. He's mm -hmm. 12 years old and he's living in this little small town, Kansas. Uh, and he was uh, found by his parents, um, you know, John and Martha Kent. No, wait a minute. No, that's a whole other movie. story. No. Boy, that's wrong a whole movie. other story. But it does have parallels to the Superman yep. origin story uh, intentionally. And, uh, yeah, there is this kid that's, uh, that crashes in this, this spacecraft, mm -hmm. and he's raised by this family on this farm. And at around 12 years old, the kid discovers he has powers. So the story question is, will he use these powers for good or evil? And it's uh, pretty early on in the movie that you realize, uh, I'm not giving anything away because mm -hmm. the trailers give it away, that the kid's got some evil intent. Yeah. He's got some evil intent. Yeah, I, I saw the trailer for this movie, and at first I thought this was just going to be some Superman just rip off or just knock off. Like, oh, I know what this is going to be. Just, but just the what if part of it yeah. really made me ponder like what other movies are there that are this classic absolutely that you could use this idea for like what if Dorothy didn't do this from yeah. Wizard of Oz like yeah. what if like putting a horror angle to it yeah that like what if Charlie didn't get 
that last ticket from Willy Wonka. So, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of things. I, yeah, I really like this movie. Um, really, I, James Gunn didn't direct it. I know he produced it. Right. Yeah, uh, Brian uh, and Mark Gunn okay. uh, involved in the story and uh, the directing of this. Okay, and I, I like Elizabeth Banks in this movie. I've always liked Elizabeth Banks. She's most notably known for comedy roles, so to see her in a more, I don't know, serious, dramatic yeah. role. Um, I like the purse. I like how small it was. Uh, it, it was only a $6 million movie. I think it did decent at the yeah, box it, office. Yeah, uh, around $20 million for opening weekend if you're mm -hmm. talking about worldwide. I'm not finding a Brightburn, okay. Kansas. Okay. Okay, so it doesn't exist. So uh, th thanks, Tim, for texting that to Greg. <laughs> Appreciate that. Wait. Huh? Um, but yeah. During uh, the show. Around, around $20 million for uh, the opening weekend. Mm -hmm. There is talk about potential sequels. See, and you can see that there's a possibility for potential sequels uh, through the end credits. But it's like, it's the same thing I talked to your son about it when we saw it on Thursday. I like, It almost reminded I me of... I have a son. You do have a son. What? Okay. Anywho, that's not the moral of the story. <laughs> At least one. It's kind of like a quiet place, not on the same caliber of quality, but in the sense that you just want to follow the same kid, terrorize another town, or same thing for a quiet place, don't want to see the same family survive throughout these months. I don't know, like, I feel like it kind of, I could see where you could do, because I feel like where he came from is very interesting. Just that whole space shuttle that he came in and like the signs that were in the movie, like the triangle looking thing was really cool. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of mythology that I think they could explore. But there's also in the sequel, there, there's a, a question that you're left pondering and, and, and this is you know, something early on. You're mm -hmm. like, okay, if, if he came to earth and he's got these superpowers, are there others? Right. And I think that's where a sequel could take you is are there others and do they have evil intent as right. well? Mm -hmm. I think that's where it could take you. I, I thought that uh, the casting was well done. As mm -hmm. you mentioned, Elizabeth Banks, I thought it was a you know, small cast, um, you know, decent effects. It yeah, is an for R -rated, a small budget. I'm sorry? No, for a small budget, yeah, yeah. It had very good effects. Yeah, uh, R rated film uh, for violence, for language, and some very gratuitous. Um, gross-out scenes. Mm -hmm. Let me just say I'll that. say this, there's some brutal stuff in it. Oh, yeah. Some, a lot more, it's a lot more violent than I thought it was yeah. going to be. Yeah, I, and there were, to me, that was one of the issues I had with it. Some of the deaths were, were too violent, and did, they didn't need to be that violent. Is this rated R? Yes. Rated, R. Okay. rated R. Yeah, rated R. Uh, language all over the place. Uh, and, and, I, and I did mention, like, over-the-top gratuitous and just mm -hmm. a couple of scenes particularly. I'm like, yeah, they mm -hmm. didn't need to go there. Mm -hmm. They didn't need to go there. But uh, I, and at times I did find that some of the character chemistry felt like it was lacking mm -hmm. because you, you've got this, this mother and father that are realizing this kid is kind of going off the deep end. Mm -hmm. And the, the way they approached it felt a little awkward and odd to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was just that was just you know my impressions on that. I kind of I felt that the characters and that acting kind of lacked the engagement for believability within that particular storyline. But still, you know, I thought the movie was the right length. I think it was just a little over an hour and a half. Just at an hour and a half, yeah. You know, it was and a, that's fine. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was lengthwise was was pretty good. Um, I, I gave it a B minus. Mm -hmm. I thought it was good, but not great. I had a, a few issues with it, but um, I gave it a B minus. I'm gonna go a little bit higher just to be, just a solid B. B. Okay, good deal. I am excited to see this. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know the reviews are kind of mixed, but of all the blockbusters coming out this summer, and this isn't a blockbuster, mm -hmm. of course, but I'm excited. I, the premise just sounds kind well, of fascinating. Well, it's, it's counter-programming. I yeah. think it's great to have one of those around yeah. Aladdin and Godzilla coming up. Yeah. So well, We're gonna take an intermission. Uh, Greg Tillman over there uh, drinking some uh, Something another. Where's my uh, drink? Out. He's drinking my drink, ice. Uh, Asked him. He brought it to me. Tim, give me a drink. Yep. Uh, and that's uh, yeah. He's going to do that. Kind of demanding, that's, that's isn't Tim it? Tim? Tim Cam, Zane, <laughs> Gray.
over here on uh, camera two. And I'm Noel T. Man the second. We're going to take an intermission right here on Meet Me the Movies. We'll be back with more right after this. Jackie Sibley Newton, the host of Experience Cleveland County on C19 TV, on Spectrum Cable, and also online at C19.tv. This is a show all about community partners, organizations, and businesses coming together to make this a better community to live, work, and play. So watch us every other week on C19 TV. Only two years until graduation. Then what? The Advanced Manufacturing Academy is a partnership between Cleveland County Schools and Cleveland Community College. It offers you, rising 11th graders, the chance to learn job skills, earn valuable credentials, and complete your high school studies all at the same time. By completing the Advanced Manufacturing Academy, you'll graduate high school ready to start work at way above minimum wage. Check out the Academy and give yourself a head start on a great future. Somebody yelled that locker up until it was introduced, and I just thought that was that, that was uncalled. Was that you, Wayne? No, it wasn't me, but I believe that she should be locked <laughs> well, up. Well, uh, uh, we're at the train wreck. West is, West is right, and so two weeks in a row he said I've been right. I'm gonna have to do. I'm gonna have to reassess a little bit here. Welcome back to Meet Me in the Movies. I am Noel T. Man of the Second. I actually got it out that time without stuttering and stumbling. Much better this time. Mm, a right little here. better. Yeah, yeah. Had to yeah. clear my throat just a little bit and do the <laughs> to get the energy. Tricks of the trade? It is, yeah. yeah. I, I, normally I, I, I sing in the break. I do the la la la's, um, but I do it internally. You guys don't hear it. It's internal. Glad we don't hear Good. it. We probably don't need yeah. to hear it. Internal singing. Zane Gray, Greg Tillman, and Tim Foster uh, all right here on Meet Me at the Movies. The uh, special edition. Uh, this is the extended What's dance. What's so special about because it? Because it's the extended dance remix version. We're gonna you're going to see like uh, dance. You're going to see people behind you. Are you going to dance? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I can't dance. Well, we'll say there was a lot of dancing in the movie Book Smart. How's that for a segue? Um, how is that He's for a segue? Good, uh, Book Smart is this coming of age comedy, R-rated comedy, uh, directed uh, debut by Olivia Wilde, uh, and it's about these two high school best friends. It's the last day of school, day before graduation, and all they've done their whole lives is try to get the best grades. They put everything else secondary. They've been friends, but everything else has just been pushed to the side. Um, they've been kind of judgmental of everybody else, and you know all those who go out partying and do all this stuff that they would never consider doing only to find out that they're all getting into the great schools as well. So they're getting into the Yales and the Harvards and everything else, and yet they partied and they've had a life outside of the classroom. So the story question that drives this is, is it too late for these two 
best friends to find life outside of the classroom. The last day of the school, can they go to a party and try to embrace all that they can? And that's the thing that drives this. Um, you know, this really is coming of age. I thought it was perfectly cast. The character chemistry, well, all the cast mm -hmm. was solid. Um, this is one of those that will be remembered for years to come mm -hmm. uh, if enough people get a chance to see it. Great. And that's the thing. Yeah. Not enough people are watching this movie right now. The box office numbers are, are pretty, pretty low on this. My son Thomas, you mentioned, mm -hmm. he went to see it. He was the only one in the theater. Wow. Oh. I went to see it. I was the only one in the theater, but it's a movie that needs to be seen. It is an R-rated film, so it does have language, and the subject matter is definitely adult. Mm -hmm. um, would, would John Hughes be proud? I was about to say, does, John, you know, does John have a John Hughes, Hughes feel to it? it, it uh, more of an adult John Hughes. Okay. Um, I mean, it, it does take things a little bit to the extreme, and, 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 you know, but it fits, I think, this particular generation, this particular culture. Um, a lot of SNL alums... Ooh, uh, connected uh, to this movie, uh, Will Ferrell and uh, and uh, Adam McKay produced the film. Oh, okay. And uh, I, I got to say, Carrie Fisher's daughter, uh, Billy Lord, is in this, mm -hmm. and she steals every single scene. Really? Every single scene, she just keeps popping up, and you can't keep your eyes off of her. She's funny, she's engaging, mm -hmm. and there's just so much going on in this film. Um, it, it, but it's deeper than just the comedy and the laughs. It's about the story and exploring kind of who you are and mm -hmm. the choices that you make, uh, facing regrets that you may have in life, defeating your fears, and letting go of the past while also trying to let go of those um, judgments you have for others and seeing beyond the surface. Uh, just a wonderful film. I just absolutely loved it. You know, I loved the the way the friendships developed and what you discover over the course of it is friendships um, can grow, they can change, but mm -hmm. also you can make new friendships. So, you know, as these two are heading off to life after high school, everybody else is as well. Mm -hmm. And you're seeing how their stories unfold, but it's told through, uh, through the eyes and the life of two. It's really, it's crazy, it's engaging. Uh, it's a, a perfectly edited film. And one of the things that I, that I loved about it is they had a lot of these musical choices. Remember a few years ago, Baby Driver mm -hmm. oh, made yeah. heavy use yeah. of music as a supporting cast member. Booksmart does the same thing a little differently, but it does make use of music um, as this kind of creative support uh, structure. I uh, really love this film. Uh, again, it is R-rated, um, but it does, I think, challenge uh, youth and adults to kind of look beyond the basics of life and look beyond what we see um, someone who may look like or act like there's there's something deeper there always so uh, an a minus rating for me for book smart uh, well worth well worth checking out hmm. the characters sound a lot like Alex Dunphy if you watch modern family yeah yeah yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah they've got they've got some of that yeah, yeah. absolutely hmm. so I recommend it book smart uh, still in theaters but going to be only a limited time because I, I, it's not going to be around long so so hmm. check it out if you are into that kind of thing well, um, you know, last week we uh, had Memorial Day. Uh, coming up, we've got the 75th anniversary of the D-Day invasion, which really blows me away that it's the 75th yeah. anniversary. So I thought quickly we would kind of talk about some war films mm -hmm. and uh, some films that kind of stand out that are must-see war films. So, Greg, since you've been talking a lot, why don't you dive in? <laughs> Patton. Patton. I've seen that so many times I can't count. George C. Scott's brilliant. Uh, playing uh, George Patton. Uh, it's more of a character study 
with a war and background to it. But what if Francis Ford Coppola wrote the script before anyone knew who he was? And it's just brilliant. Yeah. 1970, I think. He was incredible. Yeah. He was absolutely. Oh, yes. George C. Scott. Yeah. Zane. One that I think, I think it got a lot of Oscar uh, nominations the year it came out was uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. Uh, it's my favorite Catherine Bigelow movie. Uh, I think it's this great behind the scenes exploration drama, an effective drama of how they caught and killed uh, Osama bin Laden. I think Jessica Chastain is great. Yeah. Uh, it's got a huge ensemble cast. And now that I think about it, I think Mark Strong makes a, a Kyle Chandler's in this thing. It's a great, great, I think it's one of my absolute favorite movies in general too. So that's getting a, uh, a plug for that yeah, movie. Wonderful film, wonderful film. Uh, I, when I think about D-Day, I can't help but think about my grandfather, mm -hmm. who fought in World War II. He was, uh, he was part of the Normandy invasion. He was part of the Battle of the Bulge. I mean, he, wow. he saw uh, friends die. And, uh, you know, I, I, Saving Private Ryan, I've always got to mention, because oh, I remember yeah. watching that movie. And that was the film when I first felt like I had a glimpse into what my grandfather had experienced. Mm, right. And I'd seen other war films before, but that one, with what Spielberg did with that, really just, um, it, it, it made me feel a part of it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I never looked at things the same way. I never looked at what my grandfather experienced the same way um, after seeing that. And he didn't, he wouldn't talk about his war experiences until much, much, much later yep. in life. And I got a chance to do a documentary on him and he, he, he and my grandmother, and he shared his war stories, and um, they were just um, just heartbreaking, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. just heartbreaking. Yeah. But uh, Saving Private Ryan's on yeah. my list. I was lucky enough years ago to visit Omaha Beach, wow. and to see how deep the beach itself is, and mm -hmm. you can imagine how almost impossible it was to get from the water yeah. to, to safety. It's, it's a very moving experience. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with a little different, the Civil War. Uh, Ken Burns' PBS documentary from the early 90s. No, no, no. no. <laughs> like, that's a war movie? Kind <laughs> of. Well, you know, maybe. Uh, it, it's brilliant. I mean, yeah. there's no other word. It's a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. And uh, for people that are afraid of the thought of documentary, or, and particularly one made of, of still images and no video or film, right. moving film at all, uh, no need to be afraid. It just pulls places. you right in. It, it's 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 incredible. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. You have another uh, another one. Uh, Lone Survivor. Okay. Peter Berg film. I believe it had Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Kitsch. I've uh, I've based on true story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't it's, seen this. Really? I haven't you haven't seen this one? It. Yeah. I think it's a bunch of U.S. Navy SEALs. They are um, somewhere in Afghanistan, somewhere out in the Middle East, and they are left in this with a tricky situation. Uh, they come across like a family with goats or something, and they let, let them go, and then they go, and then they those people send in. Um, the Taliban, in any case. I think they're looking for a certain Taliban, but that, you I mean, you talk about a brutal war movie, that was really, really, just to see the- Because they're basically trapped. Basically, exactly, it's just four guys of immense, of incredible odds, and so, yeah, that one really sucked, actually came to mind, I was thinking, about, what's a great war movie? Yeah, that was, mm -hmm. a, that was a really solid one, you need to check that one out. Yeah. Uh, one I'll mention, it's, and you, you talk about Civil War, and this kind of spins off to that, Band of Brothers, um, the uh, the miniseries from HBO that had uh, Spielberg and Hanks again producing. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. as good as Saving Private Ryan, in my opinion. You know, the first three episodes dealt with nothing but D-Day from various perspectives. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you haven't seen Band of Brothers, highly, highly mm -hmm. recommend that. Right, right. 
uh, Glory from the late 80s. I don't remember the year. Matthew Broderick, uh, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Uh, Denzel Washington won his first Ooh, Oscar yeah. for it. Oh, man. About a band of, of uh, African-American uh, freed slaves, I suppose, who fought in the Union Army. Yeah. That, that's another classic, I yeah, think. Yeah, and, and Denzel, the, the pain he suffered in that oh, movie yeah. brought tears to anybody's eyes that yeah. had a heart. Yeah. You have another? Uh, just for the quick plug, uh, American Sniper. Okay, American Sniper. All right, good deal. American Sniper uh, and, and, and Lone, Lone Survivor. Lone Survivor. Not Lone Gunman, that's a whole other thing. A lot of recent ones. Uh, I, I want to mention this one just because I like Mark Hamill. Uh, Mark Hamill, Lee Marvin, and Robert Carradine started the big red one oh. in 1980. Uh, Samuel Fuller uh, wrote and directed this film. And it's really, it's, it's a film that I think flies under the radar. Um, I don't think a lot of people have had a chance to really see it, and I, I highly recommend going back to check that out. Do you have another one? Uh, Torah, Torah, Torah. Oh, yeah. The definitive Pearl Harbor film. Yep. Not the Pearl Harbor Not the from Michael a few Bay years one. No. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I will mention one more. Uh, this is from 1962. This is a, a two-time Oscar winner uh, with John Wayne, Sean Connery, Robert Mitchum, Rod Steiger, Henry Fonda, Red Buttons, Peter Lawford, and Eddie Albert. All in one film, The Longest Day, uh, also oh, okay. about uh, the D-Day invasion uh, from 1962. Uh, well worth checking that one out as well. We appreciate you hanging out with us. Uh, we, we've talked about a lot. We've crammed a lot uh, into this show. Zane, thanks for joining us. Uh, Zane Gray, uh, we'll have him back at some point before, uh, before life runs out for this show. And uh, Greg Tillman. could be uh, any day. <laughs> Greg Tillman, thank you, man. Uh, Tim Foster back on the Tim Cam and Elvis Nomsley. Uh, his sidekick, uh, we appreciate that. Uh, movie quote of the week, uh, we'll leave this, uh, this comes from Mean Girls. You know, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of psychic. I have a fifth sense. Till next time, I'm Little Nick Penning the second. That's a wrap.